Welcome to the Destiny Church and Throne Podcast, where we hope to inspire, stir, and provoke you to know Jesus and make him known in your daily life. Enjoy. Perfect. I want to say that uh, a few things that are coming up, evangelism activation this Thursday. Next Thursday, Trinity Church will be with us for just a unity service. Uh, if you know our heart, we absolutely love partnering with churches in our region, and um, we are going to meet together uh, here on the 21st. Um, uh, their team will be leading worship, and we'll just have a big unity service together. It's going to be fun, um, and uh, all sorts of things. Just check that calendar. Men's and women's meetings coming up. Our uh, fire sessions are going to be the last Sunday of the month. Also, we're pr- uh, planning for May 7th. May 7th, a family crawfish boil. So if you want to get in on that, holla. Uh, talk to Sandy Jacob, Pastor Karen. Talk to somebody. They'll hook you up. We're going to eat together, uh, fellowship together. We love building family and life together, you guys. You know, And so we want to look at every opportunity to do exactly that uh, and steward that properly. So is that everything? Yeah. If there's something else, it's on the calendar. We'll put it on our Facebook, you know, in Jesus' name. Uh, Monday prayer, 11 a.m. My goodness, if you can make those, make those. They are oily, fiery, heavy. Um, it, it is, uh, it's always an amazing time. Veronica's been sending us videos over the past few Mondays. I mean, you're just watching it getting blasted. Um, God has been moving tremendously in those moments. First uh, Samuel 17 is a story of, king da- a story of David. Uh, he, was, he was anointed as king, okay? But he wasn't operating or functioning in his identity as a king yet, okay? He is um, called and commissioned to bring his brother some food. I think it was cheese, right? Something like that. Um, he, he's, he's, he's going to bring his brother some food. He, he uh, wasn't invited to the, the, prof, the prophetic conference, and then he wasn't invited uh, to, to this battle either. Um, hey, I had this dream. Let me show you this dream real quick. Last night, it was so beautiful, guys. Um, I think it was a very prophetic dream, but I had this dream that we were at this um, worship conference, and uh, the guy that was on stage, I was helping him, and we were basically talking about um, partnering together to partner with the body of Christ for every church to create their own cologne and perfume. And uh, it, was, it was amazing. Karen, woke, uh, whenever I told Karen about this morning, we're like, man, it's so prophetic because we do believe that now is the time that more and more churches are going to be releasing their fresh song, their fresh fragrance unto the Lord. Not that it's bad to sing others, but there's something about uh, singing out of that revelation of how you saw him last night right, or how you saw him this morning. There's something so fresh in that, and it was just a beautiful, beautiful um, uh, dream. It was, it was awesome, but it was all about family, and, uh, but the cool thing was that we were making colognes and perfumes for the church. It was really cool. So in 1 Samuel 17, 26, uh, David is going to the battlefield to bring his brothers and, and, and the Israelites over there some food, okay, um, and upon doing that, he uh, stumbles upon uh, what is happening in that moment of battle. We know, if you don't know the story, Goliath is um, shouting forth accusations. He's cursing the children of Israel. He is being intimidating. He's being an individual, like, what is it, like nine feet tall, big old guy, giant, right? So he's huge, and he's just shouting obscenities, curses. He's coming against the children of God, okay? So this is where the story picks up. So the children of Israel... Um, are kind of shaky. They're shaking in their boots. There's this massive guy. Uh, he wants to kill all of them. I always think about the beginning of Troy. If you've never seen that movie, uh, the beginning of Troy, there's this champion, and he's like, bring out your champion. And so I see Goliath, like, mocking the children of God, right? This Philistine mocking the children of God of, you know, oh, well, you claim to have God. You claim to have all this. You claim to have the Savior of the world. You claim this, but where is your champion? Where are you now? 
And so the children of Israel are super scared, and they're like, oh my gosh, he's so big. So David, he walks up, and he says something really awesome. This is what he says. And this is where it's something that, that this is what blew up in my spirit this morning. In 1 Samuel 17, 26, when David, who is not yet king, who is just a shepherd boy, walks on the scene, bringing a basket of cheese and bread to his brothers, he hears Goliath, and this is what he says. What will a man get for killing this Philistine and ending his defiance of Israel? So David wasn't even invited to this war. He wasn't invited here, but when he shows up, he says, what will a man get for killing this Philistine? He immediately partners with a call of God in his life and prophesies, in this victory, what will I receive? Now you have to understand, guys, in our daily life, there is victory that you already walk in. It's not something you have to strive for to get. You already have it. And David shows us here in this picture that no matter what size of whatever it is that's in front of you, what will be my reward for this? What will be the reward of overcoming or conquering this giant that I see in front of me? Make no mistake about it. You're going to get attacked. The enemy's going to try and come. He's not going to be like, oh, they love Jesus. I better get out of here. No, he's going to do everything he can to rob God of glory and to rob you of your identity. This is what he's going to do. Okay? It's no different than what he did in Genesis to what he's going to do now. Okay? Every, what he's trying to do is come in and rob God's people of who they are. So you're going to face giants. Straight up. It's going to happen. But we have to be in this, in this mindset that we are victorious because of what Jesus accomplished. And that every warfare that we go into, even before the war happens, we already know that we're conquerors. Check this out. So he, he goes on to say this. So if you know the story, he's, you know, he can't really fit into the armor that Saul gives him. And so he's like, this is not for me. So before he goes to fight, this is what he tells King Saul. He says, let no man's heart fall because of Goliath. Your servant will go and fight this Philistine. So the children of Israel were hiding and shaking in their boots. They were losing heart. It was probably clear to David that they looked a little worried about this giant. So David says to them, tell your people, let no man's heart fail him. Now that word fail means to violently fall or to be attacked. When we lose heart, when we allow ourselves open for attack, when we partner with the lies of the enemy, it's very difficult to see the victory that we already have. Let's be real. The moment you partner with a lie, the moment that you partner with that thing that is against what God is saying, it is very difficult to see the victory you already have. Can we be real? Amen. We've all been there. We don't got to blame the devil. We can blame our choices. Right. <laughs> right? Like when our heart fails us in a moment of warfare, it's not because, oh, that old devil. It's because you made a choice not to shift your perspective to the cross and what Jesus accomplished. Let's be real. Thursday, we were sharing testimony. And to hear the testimonies that were being released, it just, it caused me to weep because people were talking about what they were going through. Like, hey, I was going through this. I was going through that. Somebody shared what they're going through right now. Crazy. But all these testimonies about what they were going through, at the end of them, everyone was like, but we praised. But we stopped everything and we praised. We, we, we grabbed a hold of the victory that is ours and we praised. And there was breakthrough. Response is huge in the moment of warfare. Amen. Response is massive 
in these moments where Goliath, or you're, you're, you're trying to walk in the victory that Jesus paid for. Because you got you to choose it, right? Like you got to be able to be in this place where you're saying, hey, I'm going to partner with what you've done on the cross, Jesus. I'm going to partner with the victory that you paid for. The army of Israel, they, they were terrified over what they saw in Goliath. They were fearful. In John 16, Jesus says, here on earth, you'll have many trials and sorrows. Okay, this is the word of the Lord. Okay, so don't let anybody ever tell you different. Jesus himself said, this is not going to be a bed of roses, right? It's not going to smell like fresh cookies from Great American Cookie Company. Like, you're going to go through some trials and sorrows. Okay, so Jesus tells us this. Hey, it's, it's almost like he's letting you know, he's prophesying out that, hey, on this walk, you're going to go through these things. It's going to happen. But he says, take heart because I have overcome the world. See, in the presence of Israel's weakness, God was made strong, right? They were terrified. They were absolutely terrified, wanting to hide from this giant, but it was in their weakness that there was a one David who was made strong in order to obtain the victory that God had set. In the moments of your weakness, guys, the strength of Jesus, when you partner with him and what he accomplished, is elevated, and no longer, if your eyes are off of him, no longer when you see that strength, but when your eyes are on him, you begin to recognize that in your weakness, he's made strong. Right? right? This helps us. This is tremendous. 2 Corinthians 12, 9, my strength is made perfect in weakness. And this is where I want to kind of tie this thing up. The word perfect in the Greek is the word teleu. It means to accomplish, perfect, needing nothing else. Okay? So check this out. So, it, my strength is made perfect in weakness. So in your weakness, the strength of God is accomplished, meaning it is done, meaning it is finished. You see, when Jesus says, I have overcome the world, that word overcome, if you study it out, means I have subdued it or I've taken control to overcome. Amen. And what does God tell us in Genesis to do on the earth? Subdue it. Yes. So Jesus is giving you a blueprint He's saying, here's what I have done as the Savior of the world. Where Adam and Eve lost the, the authority on the earth, I have come and I have now subdued the world. Amen. So every trial, every sorrow you can go through, Jesus is saying, I've actually conquered it. Okay? I have subdued the earthly world. I have subdued the second heaven. I have truly come and brought authority to every area that you could ever walk in. This is what he's telling us. I have established the government of heaven on the earth. He's saying this as a man. He's letting you know that in your trials and in your sorrows, there is strength and he has overcome everything there. So my strength is made perfect in weakness. In our weakness, God imparts a strength that will cause us to lack no thing. So David goes on to win the battle. Check this out. Before the battle has ever ended, David says this. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand and I will strike you and I will take your head from you. We know the story. David only had a slingshot. Good luck trying to chop someone's head off with, with a slingshot. Right? It just ain't going to happen. That's a graphic picture, but it is what it is. David only had this slingshot, so to behead someone, it would have taken more than a rock and his slingshot. 
So he is prophesying out over this giant Goliath who was armed with a sword. He prophesies out over him the victory that he already has. We alluded to it during praise and worship. When Jesus returns back, there's a sword coming out of his mouth. At Armageddon, at the end of it all, Jesus is coming to conquer. There is so much authority in your word. There's authority in your praise. There's authority in what you agree with. So even though it doesn't come out of here, it's coming out of here. Okay? Because it's not what goes in that defiles, it's what comes out. And sometimes stuff can come out of your heart without even saying it. Let that kind of hit you right there. Why? Because stuff that comes out of here comes here. And then your, your perspective of whatever's happening gets completely skewed. You don't got to say anything. You could be saying like, oh, I'm an overcomer. I'm an overcomer. But in here, you're worried and you're terrified. So up here, it's what's coming out is worry and fear. You were called to be more than conquerors. You were called to be individuals that are walking in the fullness of who Jesus is. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. That word perfect, teleo, is found another time in Scripture in John 19.30. And where it's found the next time is when Jesus is on the cross and he says, It is teleo. It is perfected. It is finished. So the very same word where it says, in your weakness, my strength is perfected, is the very same verbiage, the very same word. When Jesus is on the cross, he's saying, it's done. It's finished. It's perfected. And in your daily walk with him, when we have the mindset that it is finished, that we are perfected, Right, prophetically that we are done because in Revelations there is a church that is clothed in beauty and adorned in jewels. We know the church wins. We know that. We know that the victory is ours before the battle even comes. We know that being more than a conqueror means that no matter what we are going through, we will be able to slay, subdue, walk over because the victory is ours. Not because of any striving we could do, but because of what Jesus accomplished, now we can walk in that. And that's the beauty of relationship hand in hand and accepting invitation with him and responding properly is that we get to partake in what Jesus has accomplished. Makes it all easy. This breaks the works mindset. This breaks the pattern of legalism and trying to do it ourselves. That breaks that Pharisee religious mindset that we feel like we got to look good on the outside. That, that, that we, we got to fake it till we make it. We've been talking about that here lately. I don't want to fake it till I make it. <laughs> I want to authentically make it. Amen. I don't want to have to fake anything. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Why? Because Jesus wasn't on the cross like, oh, got to fake it till I make it. Because you remember in the garden, he said, if there's any other way, let this cup pass. But nevertheless, let your will be done. He partnered with victory. Right. Jesus in the garden said, God, if there's any other way, for this to happen, let this cup pass. But nevertheless, let your will be done. He's saying that, you know what? It kind of sucks what I'm going through. However, let your will be done. 
I'm going to partner with the, the, the mindset and the victory that Jesus has given me on a daily basis, and I'm going to respond in that. Why? Because there was a little boy who was bringing some cheese to his bros, and in that, he's, he, he cut a giant's head off. He brought victory to a nation. And guess what? I'm going to talk about this part. But later on in his life, when he became king, when he was actually anointed as king, the Philistines heard about it. And they said, boy, I remember that guy. Let's send an army to kill this man. So it went from one giant to a tribe of giants. And this is the enemy when we begin to walk in our victory. This is the enemy when we begin to walk in the call of God as giant slayers. Is that it goes from one giant to multiple giants. He will bring you from battle of one-on-one -on -one into a battle in the land of the giants. Why? Because he can trust you because you're partnering with his victory. Take heart. I have overcome the world. I have subdued it. I have conquered anything that you could ever go through on this earth. Jesus is like, I've done it. It's over. I've conquered it. Guys, so take heart in that. <laughs> take heart in whatever you're going through. Jesus has gone through and he's made a way. Like he, he knows the type of temptation and the struggle. Like he, he, he's well aware of our failures, but yet he still says, hand in hand, I'll lead you into victory. Amen. He still says, on the cross, I bled for you. See, Easter's coming up. And a lot of churches look to commercialize that and try to get people in the door. Easter, 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 Easter. If we're pushing the resurrection and what Jesus did on the cross heavily once a year, something's wrong. Every day, as we take communion with him, we should be in remembrance of what was accomplished on the cross so that we can now freely walk in that. There's victory in your relationship with Jesus, beloved. Try to detach from that relationship. Come out of agreement with what he's saying over you. Watch the fires heat up and start to burn a little bit more. Um. You're victorious, <laughs> like plain and simple. And, and that's what I wanted to just prophetically wellspring release. Like I said, I didn't have anything planned, um, but, but there, was, there was a word that the Lord had given me to share. And so when he said that, I was like, okay, Lord, I'm just going to release what you've given me. And so I really want to really hit on that, guys. Like you are victorious, and in everything that you do, you are called to be victorious. Why? Because of Jesus. No striving. More than conquerors, all you got to do is show up. That's it. All you got to do is just show up and you've won. How beautiful is that? It's not even like a championship game or anything where it's like defense, offense. Defense. It's just like, I'm here. I won. You know, it's like the enemy. The enemy is called to forfeit when you show up in the name of the Lord. As soon as he sees that, I'm done. Like, it's over. And he can keep trying and do what he wants. But when you're agreeing with the victory that Jesus paid for on the cross and that we can walk in on a daily basis, it is finished. And that very same lamb that was hung on a cross, that died, that went to hell, that got the keys, he conquered death, hell, and the grave, that very same Savior that's coming back, that very same Savior, every day is inviting you to walk into the victory that he paid the price for. Man. Not the victory you think you can get on your own from your own information, not the victory that you think you can get from someone laying hands on you. I, I, we, we like praying for people laying hands on you. I, I get all that. But sometimes, like David, we have to encourage ourselves in the Lord. Right. right? We have to be people who, like David, are just going about our business, doing what we're called to do, bringing some cheese somewhere, feeding people, 
And we're walking in that victory. No trial, no sorrow, no heartache, whatever it is, should ever rob the Lord of what he's calling us into on a daily basis. Because in him, there is great victory. (laughs) What you have in you, the yes that you continue to give him daily, that uncompromising yes that you continue to give him daily, it's that yes that I believe will help to welcome others into victory so they can see a new revelation of who he is. As culture changers, as those that go into a situation, help to change and shape culture, your workplace, your family, uh, your city, whatever it is, your consistent yes in those moments and partnering with who Jesus says that you are and what was accomplished in him, it changes everything. And this is what we're wanting to see. It's like what the disciples did, right? They changed the world. Something that happened thousands of years ago, we're still meeting on Sundays and talking about. You're called to change the world, and I believe that your yes and partnering with what Jesus has accomplished daily, day in, and day out. Like the tribe of Israel, they were scared. They were terrified. They had armor. They had swords. They had it all. But they were terrified because there was one that was intimidating. There was one that they'd never seen before. There was something happening in their life that was like, man, this is scary. There's a world that whether they would like to believe it or not is terrified of what's happening right now. During COVID, people went nuts. It was like like a movie, right? It was the craziest thing. We had people that were like, well, it's just kind of like a really bad flu and this, that, and the other. But people went nuts. People are still terrified. There, There are things that are happening every day. Stock markets. You know, all things throughout our day. People are terrified. We have a chance as followers, we have a chance as disciples, as sons and daughters to stand in the forefront and say, let your heart not fail you. For I know of a man who delivers and who sets free and who brings victory. And this is where the church will continue to prevail in the nations. Because there will be that day, there will be that day where the church is going to rise up and where the supernatural is going to be made natural in every phase of the world. Why not now? And your agreement with what Jesus is doing and your victory. So, I love you guys. Uh, I love that we're talking about victory. I hope you leave here encouraged that like, yeah, devil, it just ain't happening. You know what I'm saying? Like, and this is the stance that we long to take on a daily basis. Is that we want to be in a place where we are walking in the victory that he has paid for. Not striving for the victory he has paid for, but walking in that same victory. Daily living. Right? You, you see, do you see what I'm saying? Like, do we understand? So, so we should be in agreement that we're no longer going to let the enemy rob us of anything. And what he has robbed us of, he will pay back. Right? Who can plunder the house of a strong man? That but a stronger man. There's some plundering that needs to happen in this world. There's some plundering that needs to happen in our city. And it's not going to happen with governments and people sitting behind those things. It's not going to happen on the judicial branch and all these other places. It's going to take place when the church, when the bride comes into an agreement with what God is calling them to do. So um, be encouraged and take heart. Take heart. No matter what it is that you're going through, no matter how deep, no matter how huge, no matter what it may be, you are victorious because of what Jesus accomplished. And it is finished. Amen? Beloved, stand with me.
Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, okay, last night I had a dream. First of all, this, there's nobody named Victoria here today, is there? Anybody named Victoria? Okay, I, I had this dream. I, when I grew up, I, I had a lot of um, religion that made me have to feel shame and have to feel guilt uh, if I did anything wrong. It was like, that's part of my religion. I have to feel shameful and guilty. And uh, I had this dream last night. In the dream, there was a girl named Victoria that was feeling a lot of shame and a lot of guilt over sexual sin. And it was so much so that uh, in, in the dream, her mother was like, was forcing her also to feel bad about it. And uh, talking about Victoria, her name was, or Victory, her name was Victoria. And I want to let, if there's anybody in here that feels like you can't, um, you can't have the victory because you don't deserve it, or you feel like you're not worthy to actually praise because you want to feel guilty or shameful because that makes you feel better about the sin that you committed. God's way of setting you free does not include shame or guilt. His way of setting you free is only by His stripes you were set free. By His stripes you were healed. By, um, there's therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And I know from experience that sexual sin is one of those sins that makes you feel so just dirty. And God wants to set everyone free from anything that makes them feel um, shameful, shameful or guilty. There's victory in it. And you have a responsibility to accept that victory that he's paid for you. It makes you know better to feel shame or feel guilt after that, that sexual sin. It doesn't make you better. It makes, you, it makes the devil win when you feel shame and guilt over the stuff. After Jesus has washed you, you're no longer allowed to feel guilty. You're no longer allowed to feel shame. It, it gives the enemy uh, the victory whenever you feel that way. But God wants the victory. So I just want to just declare over everybody, if you're feeling it in here, sexual sin, uh, shame from uh, sexual sin, or, or just a deep shame so much so that you feel like, I don't deserve to feel victorious because I know what I did was wrong and I did it anyways. I just want to let you know that's not God's plan and he wants to set you free. You are victorious because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross for you. Come on, come on. And, and you know, as he's saying that, uh, that shame, that guilt, those are the spoils uh, of the enemy being victorious, right? To the victor go the spoils. So the spoils that you can reap from allowing the enemy to win are those types of things. But when we allow the victory of the Lord, it breaks all that. So good man, that was awesome. To the victor go the spoils. When you wake up every morning, look yourself in the mirror and say, to the victor go the spoils. And I have but one victor and his name is Jesus. Jehovah Nisi, the Lord our banner, the Lord our victory. We have cake today for Justin's birthday. Happy birthday, Justin. It's only fitting. You want to talk about victory? Hey, does it say that David was bringing bread and cheese to his brothers? So I'm like, Lord, is he bringing pizza to his brothers? Maybe they just didn't have a word for it yet in, in, in Hebrew culture. Maybe they didn't have a word yet for pizza. Uh, David was bringing pizza to his brothers. There is great victory in pizza. Jesus' name. Fresh bread daily, dude. Come on. A land flowing with milk and honey? Like, it's pizza. Um, beloved, let's, let's extend our hands real quick. Let's get ready to receive. Father, we just come into an agreement, and we receive the victory that you paid for on the cross. We receive the victory.